from the Rugby League Cemetery. This is Bring Out Your Dead. A look at loved or loathed players from the past, from Ainsco to Zillman, from Ignatius to Ziggy. It's shorter than a regular Cemetery episode, but still longer than any successful podcast. Who knows what horrors lurk within. Yes, this is the Rugby League Cemetery and this is Bring Out Your Dead, uh, the second instalment of this little mini episode and we're focusing on a, a great player from the past and, you know, we wanted to we wanted to do a couple of little episodes on people that might have been forgotten or should have been forgotten or are very fondly remembered. Uh, and today we look at a man who played only 57 NRL games. He scored six tries, he kicked two goals, but in, the, in, in that esteemed 57 games, he managed to pick himself up an NRL Premiership ring playing at halfback. Gazzy, who are we talking about today? The one and only Shane Perry, baby. <laughs> yes, the one and only Shane Perry. Uh, Shane Perry only won 22 NRL games in his career, and one of them was the grand final. Uh, he, he started his career with, as the best and fairest for Logan, winning the Rothmans medal in the Q Cup in 1998. Um, and then between 1998 and 2006, played 14 times in first grade. Uh, in the NRL, uh, it wasn't necessarily the trajectory, Gazzy, of someone who was going to go on and become a premiership winning half. No, no, not really. Um, you know, it sort of, I think he was involved early on in the last ever Magpies game, which was a bit of a precursor to the Broncos, losing 60 to 16, playing against Auckland in, I think, 1999, wasn't it? So that's um, sort of not much in between. You might have scraped some for the for another club, the Bulldogs or something, I think. But uh, pretty much not sighted again, was he, until, you know, the fabled premiership run where he carried, carried Darren Lockyer to a competition. Absolutely right. Now, the reason we're looking at him, of course, is he was called up in the middle of, well, at the start of a season and then particularly in the middle of the 2006 season from the Redcliffe Dolphins. Now, you don't see a lot of this these days. Uh, somebody called up from the Queensland Cup uh, to to play in the first grade competition, people might be forgiven. Um, one, they might be forgiven for not remembering him at all. They also might be forgiven for thinking that that was the only first grade he ever played. Um, he'd actually played first grade before this in 1999. Uh, he debuted for Western Suburbs, debuted, I mean, takes one to no one. Tommy Radonikus picked him in first grade. Uh, he played eight games for West. So I just want to run you through the results of those eight games. Um, 30 to 12, 44 to 4. 48 10, 64 16, 46 0, 44 14, 36 14, 60 to 16. Uh, and West's. You want to explain which end he was on of those? <laughs> uh, and on each of those occasions, West's was the smaller of those two scores. <laughs> he then went, gloriously, then went to Canterbury in. He, he missed 2000, went to Canterbury in 2001 as the backup halfback there. Played six games across two years lost four of them and was on the bench for the two wins. <laughs> so, so at this point, at this point, this bloke has played four years of, he's played three years of first grade across four seasons. He's played 14 games and the only two that he managed to win, he was on the bench for. Um, so he goes back to Redcliffe uh, and there's every reason to think that his NRL career is done. Goes back to Redcliffe, wins player of the year. They win the comp in 2002. They win it again in 2003. 
he's a very good player by all accounts in the Queensland Cup. And then all of a sudden, in 2006, Brett, uh, Brett Seymour is unavailable for round one of 2006. And old, wily old Wayne pulls out the Redcliffe halfback to, to plug a gap, to just steer the Broncos around in round one. Uh, he was named in the 17, but started the game. And from there, he's a little bit in and out of the side early in 2006. But then Brett Seymour gets himself into some trouble and ends up getting sacked by the club mid-season. So all of a sudden, Wiley Old Wayne, who's picked this bloke to do a job, has got him for the whole season. And from round 12 of 2006, Shane Perry plays the rest of the year, um, plays 20 games for the Broncos. And in his 34th first grade game, six weeks before his 30th birthday, he wins a premiership in the number seven for the Broncos when they beat Melbourne 15 to eight in the grand final. Incredible story. Totally incredible story. It, it, I, I will have a look, obviously. I know you've done some digging into some of the halfbacks, but it's just, I can't, you can't think of, of a player like this that's been out there in such a key position. Um, people forget, you know, it was quite a thing at times. Seymour was a fairly rated player. And, mm. you know, that him, got, him uh, I think, what did he do? He, he, he was on the drink or something, was he? I can't yeah, remember. It was I remember assault, getting it was a, in trouble for that. It was an assault thing. Yeah, it was on an assault. Drink. He was yeah. accused. It, it yeah. was him and, uh, I think it was him and Costigan, but they were stood down and then they, mm. um, they, they ended up, the, the police didn't end up proceeding with the charges, but they were sacked by the club. Mm. Yeah. Or certainly yeah. Well, um, that's, um, Seymour was, yeah. Yeah, he was, well, that's good. I mean, Wayne, Wayne, so Wayne back then sacked players for uh, assaulting rather than picking them up on, on contracts <laughs> and make, trying right. to make them captain the club. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it, but he was quite a rated player. So, you know, it is, it is another one for the old master in a way, isn't it? Because, he, you know, he's, all of a sudden, you, you know, Seymour was a guy they, they liked and, and he certainly had a lot of raps back then that didn't amount to much. So losing your halfback in a, in a side at that time, Lockyer had only just moved to 5'8" from memory, hadn't he? Like, he was fairly early into that into that stretch. Yeah, um, fairly early, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he hadn't had a heap of experience in the position and all of a sudden you're looking for a halfback. It's, um, what do you do? Well, that's right. And this was this was in Wayne's kind of peak era of uh, uh, sort of wiliness. He used to do things. He picked, mm. Brent, he picked Brett Seymour when he was 17. Um, mm. He ended up picking Carmichael Hunt when he was 17. He used to throw people in. He'd put people into positions to kind of do a job. Mm. Um, he didn't care how old they were. If he thought they were good enough, he'd put them in. He didn't care, you know. And yeah. this is he kind played, of... Um, he played... Remember in the final series, he started moving Justin Hodges to fullback? An absolute masterstroke. Yeah. Um, for someone who's very off Wayne Bennett, as I'm on, on record fairly heavily on that front, that was a genuine... Justin Hodges killed it in that final series, sort of rotating fullback with Carmichael Hunt. And yeah. he, I always thought he'd be very good. And he just carved up. And you're right, he used to do stuff like that. He'd come up with these ideas and suddenly Hodges was going at fullback, carving people up. He's, he's got a bits and pieces halfback coming in. He used to move Sean Berrigan all over the bloody field to different positions and stuff. He yeah. Was, you're right. He also, uh, in this, I'll take you through the side in a minute, but he also mid-season moved Sean Berrigan from the centres to dummy half. And uh, Berrigan ended up winning the Churchill medal at dummy half, uh, man of the match in the grand final. But said mm. that, uh, he, he, Wayne said that he did it deliberately. He had always intended to move him there, but he only actually did it late in the season so that the other sides wouldn't twig to what Berrigan was doing, that, that, that they'd be able to, they wouldn't get too good of a look at him. Um, mm. Yeah, so this was kind of his peak kind of era of fiddling and coming up with little little gambits and schemes, you know. Uh, it's very interesting, that, because, like, I obviously, 
remember Barrow very well. I reckon we should cover him one day because he's got a fascinating career. But yeah. um, Barrow, it's just really funny, like, because it's very clever and all out of Wayne. But I mean, I presume Berrigan just ran from dummy half quite a bit because yeah. it's like <laughs> little and fast. Like, what, what, what look did you need of it? Like, he's, he's just little and quite fast. So I presume he just ran. You wouldn't have thought there was too much art in what they were yeah. doing, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. I don't think he would have been like particularly like having some like unrivaled and unforeseen sort of play out of dummy half. He sort of got the ball and taken off. He was very good, very fast. No, that's yeah. right. Uh, it's interesting he didn't play halfback though, Barrow. He played well, halfback for Queensland. He played halfback for the Broncos. He played. He, he was a, you know, he'd done that job at state of origin level, and so it's yeah. you know again very interesting that they opted for Shane Perry. Well, uh, Bennett goes on to explain why there was an article a couple of years yeah. ago that the NRL did about this game. Uh, and he says, we didn't have a halfback. And Perry came out of Redcliffe and we started to win with him. All he did was boss the forwards. He was wonderful with the forwards and he gave Darren Lockyer the ball when he wanted it. Hmm. That's it. And I mean, I, I guess in that side, that's what they needed him to do. Um, hmm. I guess, I mean, there is something to that, isn't there, about uh, if, if you've got, and I'll take you to the Broncos side, but if you've got a lot of spark and a lot of attack, maybe a guy who just kind of gives the ball to the better players and organisers is sort of all that you need. Um, oh, 100%. It's a really underrated um, bit of coaching in a lot of ways. I think there's a real problem in a lot of football these days where they want cookie-cutter players to come in and do, you do this because that's your position, or, or, you know, you go over here, or players overplaying their hands where you get these guys that, you know... Um, you know, like go to the Knights or Manly with Trojevich or, or Ponga or Tedesco or whatever. You don't want the other guys taking all the runs and all the mm. passes and thinking they're the best player. You actually want some of those guys to say, my job is to get us in the position of the field to give it to Ponga and Trojevich and to Tedesco and, you know, Lockyers and Johnsers and these guys back in the day. And it's actually a really important thing. And it is good coaching because a lot of guys come in and think they're a bit good for that. And they want to do everything or the coaches want to run a plan no matter who you've got. But you're right. Sometimes you go, well, someone's got to boss the forwards around and give the ball to Darren Lockyer because he's one of the best players of all time. And, you know, he can set up all these fancy tries out there and give it to Justin Hodges and everything. But someone's got to do the dirty work. That's it. Uh, the mm. Broncos side is glorious, right? Hodges at fullback, mm. Darius Boyd, Carmichael Hunt on the wings, Brent Tate, David Stagg in the centres. Uh, well, that's a good dynamic with Dave Stagg in the centres. <laughs> <Isn't it just, laughs> um, uh, Lockyer, 5'8", and Captain Perry, halfback. And then Webke, Berrigan, Sivanaseva, Tyde, Thorne, Carroll, forward pack. Uh, bench of Corey Parker, Dane Carlaw, Ben Hannett, and Casey Maguire. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gazzy. I would say that Casey Maguire and Shane Perry are the only two there that didn't play for Queensland. Would that be right? Yeah, it would be. David Stagg played in one series. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you're probably, yeah, you're it's right. Good, it's pretty Maguire good going, that's yeah. right. Um, Most of them would have played, a large amount of them would have played for Australia. Not all of them, yeah. but a very big number um, would have, over one hand, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, it's a still, still a very good side, isn't it, the Broncos? It certainly is, but uh, you know they needed uh, they needed Perry uh, to steer them around. It, it's funny, isn't it? You, you think about and there's two things I want to take. One, there were all those players who were famously remembered for never having won a premiership. That they're great mm. players of the game, and everyone acknowledges them. Right, you know the, the NRL did a list of these players a little while ago: Andrew Eddinghausen, Wayne Pearce, uh, mm. Sirenen, Benny Elias, Nathan Hindmarsh, Wally Lewis, Trent Barrett, Steve Rogers. Uh, Matt Singh, Stacey Jones, Bowen, Hayne, Johnson, Peachy. Uh, you can even go back a long, a long, a long way further to people like Keith Barnes, Keith Holman. You know, 
<laughs> there have been so many players who've played the game to an extraordinary level for 10 years. And, they never, and some of them don't even ever get to one of these games, never mind yeah. win one. And dear old, dear old Shane Perry, uh, probably given up on his NRL career after his uh, stint with the Maggies and then his stint with the Doggies, coming up towards his 30th birthday, running a small business. Like he was working. Uh, he, was, he had a, had a job. <laughs> it's just that will never happen again. I, it's hard to, that will never happen. It will never happen it's, again. It's hard to imagine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it is hard to imagine. And when you go through the halfbacks, and this is the other reason I wanted to look at this, because you go through, this is since 1980, right? These are the people who've won a grand final at halfback. Mortimer, Sterling, 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 Mortimer, Mortimer, Sterling, Hasler. It's a good era. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Hasler, Hagen, Stewart, Stewart, Alexander, Langer, Langer, Stewart, Polamalder, Tuvi, Johns, Langer, Kamali, Walters, Johns, Wing, Gower, Sherwin, Prince, Perry, Cronk, Orford, Cronk, Hornby, Cherry Evans, Cronk, Pierce, Reynolds, Thurston, Townsend, Cronk, Cronk, Cronk. Yeah. One of the, one, one of the, <laughs> That's a good list, isn't one, it? One of these things yeah. is not like the other. Well, the thing is, like, the gap on that's insane. Like, Chad Townsend's the next least decorated player on that list and yeah. he what he'd have played 150 games wouldn't he like he, I, you know yeah. like a first grade games how many has he played he's, and he's you uh, know he's played he's played city country yeah sort of level yeah. he uh 171 first grade games chad townsend mm. uh mm. sherwin is another one who is who was very good but probably isn't remembered as a great he played 191 uh, oh, he was a very good player. No, yeah, yeah. He, he 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 was he was in the category. I mean, you can't say he was a great player, but he was a very very good player. You know, Hornby played for Australia at halfback over Jonathan Thurston one year, famously. Thanks, Ricky Stewart. Good Indeed. call. Yeah. Um, but, 273 you know, he, first grade games. Ben Hornby. Oh, nothing to be sneezed at with his career. He was a fantastic player. Um, but that's the lower names on the list. Like you go, yeah. who are the lowest players on the list, you're going, well, Townsend, who's played at City Country, has 170 games. Hornby, who played for Australia over and will, will be immortal. And, you know, I guess Reynolds, I suppose, yeah, Reynolds. Who, is, who is, yeah, he played Origin. Origin. Yeah, it's... Um, Polo yeah, Mounders, the I other did, one, but he played 192 games, yeah. 192 yeah. first grade games and was very good. Um, Polo Mounders sticks out a little bit. He's probably down above yeah. Townsend and below the others, I reckon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's... um. Jeez, it's a list, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of um, sort of <laughs> Sterling, Sterlings, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mortimer's, Cronk, Cronk, Thurston, Johns. Cronk, Cronk, yeah, yeah. Johns. So it's, That's yeah. it. And this but is who's the thing, who, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's not that if 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 Shane Perry was a lock or a centre or came off the bench, that wouldn't be nowhere anywhere near as interesting. But this is the this is the the position that everybody tells you is the most important in on the team. This is the position where the stars always are. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very funny. Do you oh, remember when you look at those teams? When you look at those teams with those halfbacks, it's not like because people will say, "Oh, well, you had Darren Lockyer." A lot of these halves had good five eights a lot of the time. I mean, yeah. you know, like Sterling had Kenny, and you know, um, and, and these guys. And like, I, I can't go through one by one and all of them, but a no. lot of them had had John's good had players brother, alongside them. John's had his brother. Yeah, 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 that's right. Thurston had Morgan representative played. There's not 
like, and the, the, also the thing is, is that five eights are super important, but just especially in that era and back, maybe not as much now, but the further you go back to the 2000s and 90s, halfback was more important than five eight as well. Like, because that was the first point of contact for the ball. You didn't play one aside. You didn't play, yeah. you can play five eight or halfback. You, you halfback touched the ball like twice as many times, and no matter what, no matter how good your five eight was. It, it, it was such a key position. It, it really is astounding and a great credit to him, you might, yeah. I might say as well, because it's, um, it's fantastic. Do you, do you remember anything of him? Um, I, I don't remember a heap of, I remember him. I obviously do. Cause I remember I'm a complete enough. And I remember from very early on thinking this is quite remarkable that Shane Perry is yeah. a, the premiership winning halfback and, and stuff like that. But no, not a lot of his play. I watched some highlights of him today to get reacquaint myself with him. And I, I will say I had an image in my head of him being really stodgy. And I reckon I was a little unfair having watched these highlights. He was yeah. really quite clever. He went, he had a really nice, you could tell he was a bit of a, like a, it's like a thinking halfback. Like he kept going to the line a lot and he was really good at just getting his back rower off his hip and stuff like that. Those old yeah. school clever plays where you hold the ball up or running away. So you just pop off your hip, pop off your hip. He didn't look that fast, that big, but he'd go at the line and his back row would go through a hole or off a inside shoulder. He was doing a lot of clever scheming stuff, wasn't he? He wasn't, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't he also, stodgy. No, no, he scored a lot of tries for, he scored like 60 odd tries for, for Redcliffe. Yeah. I can see yeah. that having watched 200 or so guns. Like yeah. That. And you could see he had that little, that little dummy and go that halfbacks mm. that those old style kind of schemer halfbacks have. Mm. Um, yeah. It's interesting what Wayne said. I think that holds up well with embossing the forwards because that's even on the highlights. What I noticed was everything was very tight. He never got the ball wide. Like he was never, um, not, nearly every time he was getting the ball was sort of like you could almost put a meter ruler between him and the dummy half. He was very, very tight. Um, I guess yeah. because they had Darren Lockyer where it was sort of like, this is your zone and you're going to boss this. But, you know, if the ball's going out there, give it a Lockie. <laughs> And yeah, yep, and good, good play. No, and but you've got to also think about this guy who had never, who had played barely any first grade. When you say bossing the forwards around, the guys that he was bossing around, you know, he had that. He must have had, uh, or must have been encouraged to have a, you know, think enough of himself um, to boss to tell Webke where to be and Sivan Asiva where to be and Brad Thorne and Tony Carroll and all these guys who were well and truly kind of established as some of the best players in the game. Some of the best players, you know, like Webke, some of the best players ever in their position, you know. And you've got this bloke who was playing for Redcliffe comes in and says, you've got to be up there. You've got to be there, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Um, he ended up... Had learned under Tommy, you know. Like, he well, goes yeah. back to his West days. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I would have thought that would leave an impression. Uh, yeah. I wonder if you... Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he learned anything else. I, there's no footage of him fighting, unfortunately. Um, oh, it's a shame. But uh, after this, the, the funny thing about it is that after this, it, it it doesn't kick on at all, right? So in 2007, he plays 16 games. They win five and lose 11 of the games, games he plays in. Mm. Um, Brisbane don't have much of a year. Then in 2008, he only plays seven games. They win two, have a draw and lose four. Who are they playing? Again, by then, do you know? You might not have looked that up. Uh, no, Sorry, I didn't look that up. Uh, I think that might pre have been... Peter Wallace, wouldn't they it? Might have pre... Yeah, I reckon that's probably right. You'd have to, you've got me there. I'd have to look it up. But, Casey um, Maguire, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they might have gone to Casey Maguire. It's, um, yeah, I'll have to look that up. I'll, if you've put me right yep. on the spot here, thanks for that. I apologize. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, so you should. Um, but I, just, I can't quite remember. Yeah. 
no, neither can I. But he uh, he then went, he couldn't get another NRL club, which is the thing, right? So this guy who had won a premiership then can't get another club uh, and ended up going to Catalan Dragons. Oh, so they put Berrigan back to seven for a bit of 2007 yep. by the looks of things. Um, yep. Yeah. So then he couldn't get another NRL club uh, once, he, once he left the Broncos and uh, went and played for Catalan. Played 16 games for Catalan in 2009 and then ended up at the North Devils. I hope they paid up for him in Catalan. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I just like to think he got a good deal out of it because yeah. it's a wonderful story. I like to think, he, you know, it's like when those guys go into the silly big bash and hit 100 and you're like, I hope someone pays up for him now or they get a silly IPL deal or just like, because it's just nice. Like, I hope yeah. this guy came through at his moment. I hope Catalan's paid him a bit though when he went over there. And when he retired, so he retires in 2011. Uh, and he says, I've got a small business and two young kids, and I think they're a bit more important right now. Um, which, you know, uh, he, he talks very fondly about his time. He's, he, like, having done all of this, he talks to the Courier Mail about his retirement and starts talking about how great it was winning the comp with the Redcliffe Dolphins in 2002, 2003. Oh, it, was a great great. Bunch, it was a great bunch of blokes who were really close, all this sort of thing. Um, says he's really grateful to Tommy Radonikus for getting a chance in first grade. Um, talks a lot about his coaches and all that sort of thing uh, and suggests that he might want to get into coaching himself. But yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good story. Tommy was, Tommy lived up in Queensland and I know he mentored Alan Langer and did a lot of coaching with him there. I wonder if Tommy coached or spotted him in Queensland and, and noted to take him down or was keeping an eye on it. I'm not too sure. Like I, I'll have to have a look, but he, I know oh, he was good. up there. And, you're good guys. Yeah. You're better than you realize. Let me, I'll, from the, from the Courier Mail article. But his first foray into the NRL came in 1999 with West Magpies after Tommy Radonikus spotted him playing Queensland Cup for the Logan Scorpions. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's no reason to know that. But anyway. the, king, the, king, <laughs> the, king, the king strikes again. Yeah, well, he, uh, yeah see, if it wasn't for Tommy's keen eye, you know. Uh, yeah. Thanks again, Wayne. Thanks, <laughs> thanks yeah. again, Wayne. Another one Tommy tipped you up on. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I had on. That's all I had on Shane Perry. I just thought that you know it's a it's a story worth kind of reminding people yeah. of. Uh, I think you would have to say, on balance, that based on premierships won, they should probably t- tear down the Wally Lewis statue um, <laughs> and stick yeah. up a stick up a Shane Perry statue. Do you think that's fair? One thousand percent fair. One thousand percent fair. Yeah. Back at more. I think the people of Queensland would respond to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, now, if you're listening to this at home and you've enjoyed it, uh, tell us who you would like to see us talk about. Tell us a player that you remember very fondly or that you think should be remembered fondly or that you remember very bitterly and, you know, wish had never existed or whatever it is. Um, and we'll have a yak about them. Uh, and we'll, of course, be back on the weekend with the Rugby League Cemetery as per normal in its ordinary, excruciating length. Uh, and I think this weekend we're doing 1987 Grand Final Canberra versus Manly. Thanks very much. Uh, so that's that's something for you all to look forward to at home. Gazzy, any final thoughts on the great Shane Perry? Uh, no, love doing it. Love looking at him again. Just want to tell people to get on uh, when they tell us who they want to see and just keep voting for Cooper Vuna. Can't wait to do it. Let me leave you with a statistic. 57 NRL games, 34 losses, 22 wins and one premiership ring. Shane Perry, you. we salute you. <laughs>